0: Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. Welcome back, guys. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're taking care of yourselves. Hope you're having a good day, or about to have a good day, or just had a good day and are laying down for a nice evening night sleep uh, after a long day. So, today I wanted to talk about um, an article that I came across in Psychology Today which I thought was interesting, although it was a bit snarky (laughs) to us ufologists. Uh, It was titled, Five Traits That Might Get You, quote-unquote, Believing That You Were Alien Abducted. Meaning, (laughs) the whole article was snarky in that uh, they didn't believe in alien abductions. This, This psychologist basically wrote this article to... Debunk, uh, ufology, and saying that uh, you know you you weren't actually abducted, that it was that these five traits are, um, you know, sleep paralysis, um, subjectibility to um, absorption of you know false beliefs. Uh, ability to being gaslit. And, you know, it, it's these articles that really, you know, do us a disservice uh, in the ufology world um, where we clearly know that aliens exist. We clearly know that there's craft that have crashed and the government even has documentation about trying to find out about aliens. And um, that's in the CIA reading room. Now, forget the article, right? Let's talk about what we know and what we want to talk about, which is aliens. Now, when I was thinking about alien abduction and thinking why aliens abduct individuals in particular, um, there's a lot to be discovered. One of the things is the lineage factor. A lot of aliens are abducting individuals uh, in lineage, meaning in their family line. So they're continually abducting individuals down through their family line. Well, why is that? It's a good question. Well, is it because they know that this lineage is important? How would they know that? Either it's technology that they have created to observe this lineage and that it's important, right? They might be able to uh, examine the blood, examine the um, the brain, the psychology, maybe even the spirit and the soul, to see how important this bloodline is and uh, what changes that this bloodline have along. Sorry, along the way. So, <clears throat> meaning, will this bloodline have an effect on the future of the planet, as well as the future of exopolitics with the aliens? So. You know, this bloodline could have an effect on the relationships that we might have with aliens in the future. So they might be interested in finding out more about this bloodline and how it's going to progress. Or they might be really interested in um, what they know is going to happen in the future. Now, this is where it gets really interesting because after doing a little bit of research, Into that uh, Mars exploration 1984 document, I came to find that in within the document, there's a very telling tale. Within the document, the there's two individuals that are performing this experiment. One individual is the monitor, who's asking questions of the observer, right? the subject so to speak so in that they ask him the the observer asks the subject to communicate with these these aliens that they've been witnessing on Mars 1 million years ago so they're communicating with aliens from 1 million years ago that have long been deceased in real time, in real time, um, but from the perspective of 1984. So in real time, they're talking to these aliens from 1 million B.C. That's That was the target date of this experiment, was to go back to Mars 1 million B.C., which means only one thing. If they were able to communicate with aliens from 1 million B.C., it means that time as we know it doesn't exist. Time as we know it is a fallacy. And that time in and of itself is just an illusion in this existence we have. So if he was able to communicate with a being from 1 million B.C., then ergo, aliens who might be more advanced than we are may be able to communicate with us from the future, and in which case they would be more interested in us now, the bloodline that we have, and the bloodline that it will create into the future. Therefore, Selecting individuals who they abduct would be of great importance because the future is of great importance to these still physical aliens that need physical bodies, that need Earth to maintain itself, that need a place to live, that need uh, planets to stay in uh, a healthy orientation, so that they can continue to use resources and continue to um, have a have a backup, have a secondary place to live if needed. Um, especially if they have bases under under the ocean, um, they want us to you know maintain the planet, and they have uh, vested interest. They have skin in the game. So. That's why I like to explore who they abduct and why they're abducting certain individuals. There has to be a reason, uh, a value to it, um, and that uh, they're connected. They're connected to the future. Um, If we can do it, (laughs) in 1984, in the remote viewing experiment, um, which you can clearly view, on the CIA reading room uh, website. I just did it last night. That's why it's fresh in my mind. Um, Feel free to go back and read it. Um, It's only nine pages, so it's a pretty quick read. Um, But it's obviously one of the most important documents ever released by the CIA in their reading room for the public, Um, giving credence to um, interest in aliens uh, from Mars or anywhere else I mean they're interested regardless but in this particular case it was Mars um, and the most interesting thing was that there was communication with <laughs> a civilization that has been long since dead imagine not like we can extrapolate this so not only can we communicate or can we communicate with uh, aliens remote viewing uh, using remote viewing but we can also utilize remote viewing to talk to our ancestors here, right? If you can go back to 1 million B.C. and talk to aliens on Mars, you could use remote viewing to uh, go back and talk to Abraham Lincoln. You, you can go back to talk to, you know, anyone from history. You know, I mean, anybody in Bill and Ted's uh, <laughs> phone phone box, right? Genghis Khan, Beethoven, uh, Billy the Kid, you know, um, anybody that you had interest in. You could talk to any human from any time period. And that's what's really fascinating is, like, I told you you're going to have to open up your mind on this one. Because if we if we can talk to those individuals, and like in the experiment, when the remote viewer talked to the indiv- the alien individual, he said that the alien thought that he was a hallucination that he wasn't really real. So the question is, if we went back in time and talked to some, one of our, our human ancestors, would they think that we were a hallucination? And if we did that, if we go back in time and talk to one of our human ancestors and cause them to have a hallucination, are we actually causing a butterfly effect in, in our own time? Because if we cause them to have a hallucination, would they then potentially have a mental illness or think that they're having a mental illness and then causing further mental illness from that one experience of having this interaction with our remote viewers and potentially causing them to have a, a mental a mental breakdown because they they're hallucinating or they think they're hallucinating you know what what's the uh What's the ramifications of that? So it's really fascinating, you know, I mean, because we can learn, we've learned so much from one document, so much from one document. Um, And I, I, I guess I'm kind of going off on a tangent here and I apologize because this was supposed to be about alien abduction, but, um, it's kind of gone to, um, Remote viewing exploration and time travel. (laughs) So, I apologize for that. But it's all connected. It's all connected. And so, so what do we learn in this one document? We learn that we can remote view, we learn that we can communicate with aliens from Mars, for one. But not only that, aliens from Mars from 1 million B.C., which means that we can time travel using remote viewing and not only time travel and witness different um, events in history, but we can also communicate with these events in history. So here's another (laughs) mind-blowing revelation are some of the ghosts that we see now in this time potentially remote viewing time travelers from another time period? Some of the entities that we see that we think we're hallucinating, are they actually t- time travelers? If you believe in ghosts, then we know that some of the ghosts are just disincarnate spe- uh, entities, right? People who've died in our past and have been stuck to a certain place but is it possible given the 1984 document and the alien thought that the remote viewer was a hallucination is it possible that some of these ghosts that we're seeing are just time travelers that are remote viewing and they just happen to be passing by I know it's a it's a mind blower it's 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 a real eye-opener and these are some really interesting questions um, that really open your mind to, to the potential of the quantum, quantum realm and quantum physics. Because as we're coming to learn, very rapidly, our ideas of what is reality are not really true. Um, you know, we, we are living in a physical realm. But the physical realm... Is just one of the realms that we can engage with. We can engage with the metaphysical. We can engage in um, more of an astral realm. We can we can time travel. Uh, Joseph McMonigal, who's the remote viewer number one, who's part of that Mars Observer uh, or Mars um, Observation 1984 Four document, <coughs> wrote a book. Called the ultimate time machine. And do you know what the ultimate time machine was? It wasn't a DeLorean created by Doc Brown. It was the human body. It was the human mind. And that is truly the ultimate time machine that can communicate with other species, can communicate with other time periods, just like Doc Brown's time machine. And just like Doc Brown's time machine, could potentially cause problems in the space-time continuum. But I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the beauty of it and the amazement of it and the, the true brilliance of what we're capable of. We are so much more than what we think we are. And you are so much more. Than what you think you are. You're powerful. Beautiful. Strong. Amazing. And have powers. That yet we have to realize. But imagine. Once humankind engages these. For real. On a consistent basis. That we will begin to realize. The ascension. The ascending from this this lifestyle that we have now into a more peaceful, calm, and understanding civilization. And I look forward to living in that civilization. And I look forward to time traveling and meeting other individuals and seeing other time periods. Because, keep in mind, the more we explore, the more we learn, the more we grow. And I think that is where we will continue to expand our consciousness and our knowledge infinitely. And I hope you come along for the process. So engage. Learn about it. Check out the Monroe Institute. Check out binaural beats. Start to meditate. Start to utilize the binaural beats. See if you're able to to accomplish some of these things, like the astral projection, the out-of-body experiences. Maybe you're able to engage in um, the time travel that is told uh, to us by Joseph McMonigle, who was part of the Stargate Project. And the Stargate Project was a remote viewing project. And he he was remote viewer number one. And if remote viewer number one is telling us that, well, it's probably good to listen to him. So let's check it out. If if you're interested, feel free to uh, check out some of uh, Joseph McMonagle's books, uh, The Ultimate Time Machine, um, Remote Viewer Secrets. Um, they're all available on Amazon. You can probably pick up some used copies for pretty cheap. Um, you might even be able to download them on, on your phone, Kindle, through the Amazon store. Um, but I would say he's the number one guy to... Um, to reference because he's very straightforward without agenda um, in training and telling us how to use these tools uh, for good, not for bad. Right? And I mean, I mean, yeah, sure, it would be nice to know what the lottery numbers are tomorrow, but really, it's more about learning and exploring and finding out who we can become. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, guys. I enjoyed doing it with you and I uh, apologize if we got a little tangential, but um, I think it's really good information to explore um, about our future and about where we're going and making it to the next realm. So I hope you're taking care of your physical health, your spiritual health, emotional health, taking care of your hobbies and your goals and your dreams and following through on those and making sure that you're... Take a little bit of time each day for yourself. It's hard to do, but try to do that for yourself. As as you deserve it, you need it. Um, It'll keep you sane and healthy. Um, And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Explore it. Find out more about it. Learn about it. Because there's a lot to learn. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.